0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Divide. My name is Aurelua Shenbar, and I remain your host. Today is a very interesting day. Um, I think I started starting my episodes like that. Hello, everyone. My name is Aurelua ashenbar and I remain your host. Hmm. Ah, that's a good way to eat. Today is the last day of the month of June. Last day of the second quarter of 2023. And also the last day of the first half of the year very interesting thankfully ah and we're also in the last days <laughs> but yeah um i think 2023 has been a very interesting year i i hope your year has been good thank you very much for hanging with us up until this point we've released over 10 episodes since the beginning of this year this is our 28th episode on this podcast, and I I get very happy now when people find out the podcast because there is so much for them to catch up on. I I hope it doesn't cause like paralysis on what to listen to. Just start. This is the first episode. Just start. There's so much actually to learn from from Divide Podcast. It's one of my proudest um, initiatives. Thus far, personally, I really enjoy making this podcast for people, and it's been really interesting seeing people that know the podcast, listen to the podcast, and just having conversations with people. We're going to be giving out med very soon, ooh, ooh, and we're going to be having our Q&A session very soon. So please, by every means, if you have a question you would like me to answer, do share it with me. And let's get to today's episode. Today's episode is a very interesting episode. I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned this year is to be more aware of my environment, to be more aware of what the world is, and not just assume the best of the world. I think it's like <laughs> it's like I've gone from being a child that um, you know, as a child, like when you are first born, you just get anything on the ground and put them out. You are not overly conscious of the environment. You um, you walk barefooted. You um, pick up anything you think fire is cute and then it's like oh my god it looks so exciting and it's dancing it's dancing i wish i could touch it and when you touch its but there's a rude awakening that happens there is a oh welcome to <laughs> this universe and then you start becoming more conscious of the potential pain and the potential danger that exists in your immediate environment and then that is the reality of a child. Before the child puts his hand to the fire, it doesn't really see more danger. But then there's the reality of the parent, which is almost like the total opposite. The parent is totally consciously, consistently, always looking out for the child, ensuring that oh, this child doesn't put whatever he picks up <laughs> into his mouth. This child doesn't endanger himself. This child doesn't put inside fire. This child doesn't hurt himself. And one of the reasons why the parent is equipped to do that is because the parent is very aware of their environment. I remember seeing a tweet where someone said, Oh, somebody said, Oh, why do people mount their TVs so high from why not they just use a console and then somebody said, Oh, you can you can tell from tweets like this that people haven't lived with toddlers. And that is essentially what a parent does. A parent is aware of his environment and intentionally ensuring that the environment is risk-proof for the child, that the child doesn't just easily put himself in danger. And regardless of the efforts that the parent puts, the child will probably still create chaos one way or the other. And one thing I realized from all my friends that have been having children, is that they actually cannot protect the child from everything. So there's some things that they actually allow the child to be chaotic with, like toys or spilling water here or there at a particular age. There are things that are expected of the child in um, his or her development. I remember listening to the parent conference put together by Celebration Church International and it was so interesting because the keynote speaker said something that I never really thought about and it was age-appropriate behaviour versus bad behaviour that the things that a five-year-old would do and it's actually age-appropriate even though it's a bad behaviour. So a lot of times adults expect children to be adults or to think like adults but they children so they would have that perspective but at the age of say 15 what is age appropriate absolutely changes and the expectation changes and the responsibility increases and and it's a it's now becomes a thing of awareness and I think in 2023 I have grown in my awareness of what the world is and one of the biggest reasons is as a person I generally try to Be more in quotes aware than my responsibilities would demand of me per time. So, I'm starting a business, I want to know what I need to prepare for. Do you get I want to prepare for the future and know all the things that would come up or could come up? And that has been a very good thing, but it can be very, um, it can be very tedious too. But I feel like it's necessary. For instance, as a teenager, you can generally just live life the way, you know, the way it's coming and just enjoy yourself, have a good vibe, play games, you get, just enjoy yourself in a way that all your peers would experience you would experience everything that all your peers experience and ensure that you live life to the fullest. And that is one philosophy for life. People want to live life in the moment in a way that they totally enjoy the moment and not really intentionally plan for their future. Enjoyment, that kind of thing. And while that is good, there is definitely a need for balance. I personally think I should be more, yes I should enjoy the moment but I should also be very conscious that there is a future and that future will not happen in and of itself. It will happen because you were intentional in ensuring that eventually ha- it eventually happens. So I'm currently, I recently got married, um, One 14 months in marriage. So now I'm thinking about, oh, if I'm to bring a toddler into this world, what would that look like? What would my responsibility as a parent be? And how would I create safety for a child? And that's when I realized that safety is not a given in the world, the world is naturally dangerous and we create safety in a dangerous world. And this entirely changes the perspective of every action that you're going to take towards bringing somebody else to this world. Because you then start realizing how the only way things will work out is not because To just naturally work out, even though that's something that is very popular, just say everything's gonna be all right, all is well, don't worry. And on one hand, people just believe that because they try to manifest it, they generally just do their best, hope for the best, allow the natural cause of events to happen and unfold. And that would be wise if there was no other realm in this life, if everything happened as. It ought to happen if the world was naturally neutral. But the truth is, the world is not naturally neutral. The world is naturally wicked. There are so many things that so many people have experienced that when you actually sit with them, they literally tell you, this world is not natural. If you sit with anybody that is old, like say 70 years old, when you sit with them and you ask them, how is this you get how? What can you say about the past x y z number of years that you've lived? They always refer to things that they cannot explain, things that they are not clear about, things that are mysterious. And on one hand, people will stay on on like this part of the world say, African, say, oh, that always oh, just you know there's a lot of spiritual things in Africa. But when you look at the world generally, you see that there is actually the same hand or influence in the negative everywhere in the world is more pronounced in our movies here, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist in other places. In fact, it exists more in other places because it's not just about us in Africa, it's everywhere in the world. Evil exists and the world is naturally fallen. So we cannot just hope for the best and kumbaya and just say, Ah, there's one I can do, I, I will do. We know that there is an adversary. We know that there are forces that are working against your success or anybody's success. About success, for me, I think it's about purpose. Like what is what is the general goal of my life? What is, What do I want to achieve in this life? What is the reason why I'm here? I think these are very central questions that everybody asks eventually. You want to know what is the use of, why is this? Why am I hustling to do this or to do that? Why can't I just do whatever I want to do? What holds me together? And in a world that you see all sorts happen, is it to just subscribe to anything? Is it to just join any movement and create an identity for yourself? Is it to feel like you are your own God? But we quickly get to the end of ourselves. Quite, quite, we quickly get to the end of ourselves. Like imagine a child believing he is his own parent and he can make decisions that have consequences in the future that he has never experienced based off the limited time he has spent. And this is exactly what it is when man tries to play God. We are hit with the realization that we are we have no view of what happens next after death because everybody dies. This is a limitation of mankind. It's a wicked world. One thing that everybody would experience that everybody would die and nobody likes talking about that (laughs) but everybody will die. (laughs) So why does everybody die? These are so many questions that in truth we cannot explain in detail without pointing to something that is greater, without pointing to a higher power and not just a higher power but a detailed explanation that is consistent from the beginning to the end. And that's one reason why faith is at the center of my life, because the Bible literally explains how the world was created, explains how the fall of man happened, explains the dominoes from then, and how it affected man up until Jesus Christ came to restore us to the original order that God had in store for us, and that is a safety plan, (laughs) it's a safety net within the reality of believing in Christ is the um, guidelines of how to make the best of this world. But the first thing to realize, for you to have a safety plan, is to know that there is danger naturally. There is danger naturally. And I think every time I get to that conclusion, I am more intentional with my decisions. I am more... Um, I'm more reflective, I ask myself, what is the age-appropriate behavior that I should, or perspective I should have, or insight I should have? Because like the older you get, the more you start, you start becoming aware of so many things. Like for instance, your health, um, you can't just drink anything, you can't just eat anything. Why can't you just eat anything? Why can't you just drink anything? It's because you know that, oh, in another in a number of years I'll be facing the consequence of the decisions I'll be making now. And I think that is a good mentality to have from a very young age. To be aware that the every decision I make now in and of itself is not just in isolation. My decision to to do this habit, my decision to go in this direction, my decision to study this course, my decision to do anything has a consequence and if we know that oh we are all like the future is going to be a representation or a reality of decisions that we made in the past then I think it's it's not a good thing to just leave la vida loca and just manifest (laughs) we cannot just go in that vibe we need to know understand that if I take this if I move this now what's the dominance of it I think it's it's a very it's a very important discussion or reflection to have with oneself, to so ask yourself that how do I see the world, and how can I create a reality for myself that is that mitigates all the potential dangers in the world, like health crises, like. Um, financial problems, like um, relationship hazard, like um, there's just so many things that you can think of, to be honest, but how can I mitigate myself against all the problems that could be? How do I mitigate myself against what happens after I die? Like what is my plan for that? <laughs> the world is, is dangerous. But one thing that I know is the Bible states clearly that um, in Christ we are more than conquerors. And that is within a context. Faith is the best form of self-care one can have for this life and also the next. So the world is dangerous. I mean, literally yesterday... A story broke about a football player that earns a lot of money and he has a number of rape allegation charges against him and he said that he had had sex with over 10,000 women and when when i when i heard that i said that is a that is depravity and that's just one thing you get and he has money he probably is the... He thinks he's going to have the time of his life and he had sex with 10,000 women. You have other forms of people that are driven by their impulses and just do what they want. And at the end of the day, you see that they literally destroy themselves. This is not new. It happened in the Bible. People one of the greatest researchers of all time. Solomon, he actually saw these things through and came back to the same conclusion of nothingness. Because purpose is gotten in... Knowing Christ and making him known. That context gives you the best return on your life. God is the best manager of lives and he will not mismanage your life. For instance, every relationship, if you just naturally go with the flow when it comes to relationships, you would most likely end up with like 16 heartbreaks. And um, 16 heartbreaks and you probably need like two years to heal from everything that you will go through. If you just naturally get into any relationship. You just say, ah, this person finds me attractive. I like her. Let's go, dear. I'm committed to you. Oh, this is not feeling great at the moment. Two months later, let's break this thing off. You go into the next relationship because you just naturally feel like, oh, things will work out. And this is actually the way a lot of people see life. They see life as just things work out. You're like, I will be alright. The universe is in my favor. And it's it's a very dangerous way of living to just expect things to work out. Not because you have intentionally put in the work or you are intentionally holding on to fundamentals that are foundational to the world. Like the Bible tells us how to live in this wicked world to make the most of this world by God's standard. That's a template. You follow that, and then you can by following that know that this is based on research that has been done. This is not just the guesswork, it's not it's not vivid, imagination, it's not. Is not um manifestation. It is a it has been done. These are these are stories of people that God has helped through the years and God has guided through this wicked world and God has brought them to XYZ conclusions. Do you get God has made a provision that protects us from certain realities in this world? So in the If we don't obey God, if we don't subscribe to the future that God has created for us, the reality that we would experience is the natural reality of things. So when you understand that the world is naturally wicked, you then understand that the worldly domain, living living life as you would like it, as it feels like, going with every impulse you feel, would naturally lead you to ruins would naturally lead you to bondage would naturally put you in a place that you would come to regret or have to heal from so many things and it's not that if you follow god there will be nothing to heal from because we we live in a falling world do you get like it is a wicked world but there is no other structure that protects you from a wicked reality than following god because at the end of the day He has the best CV for life management. (laughs) A good understanding is that the world is dangerous and we create our own boundary of safety and that boundary of safety is in Christ and the standards that he has orchestrated. In following that guideline is how you are able to mitigate yourself in a very, very dangerous world. So in obeying God is in understanding that oh outside of the guardrails or the fences that that Christ has created, that is clearly stated in the Bible, is a life that is not worthy of living. And even if it might seem exciting, the downsides and the consequence of that life would be faced in this life or in the next. I mean, there's just so much, there's so much, so much. But the more I am aware about how dangerous the world is, the more I am also aware about how safe life is in Christ. And you're, you're happily invited to join us. <laughs> but yeah, I, like, honestly speaking, I can't imagine what life without Christ is. Because life being run by your own desires, is not one that is worth living. Life without an assurance of what happens next after the imminent is is a dangerous one. Um, so, yeah, restraint is important. And the world is wicked, but Christ is the best form of self care. Faith in Christ is where the, the life is at. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you found it interesting and you learned a thing of you. Um, one thing that we hope to do with Divide is to be able to have conversations that cause people to reflect. And this is the best conversation we can have. I'm really looking forward to the second half of the year. I'm very excited for all that we'll be discussing all the things that would happen. I'm definitely going to have guests in the second half of the year. A lot of people have been asking me about that. But yeah, I'm definitely going to have guests. I'm still thinking of who to discuss with. I have one person obviously that I comes to mind. And you will find out in the coming episodes. Happy H1, happy Q2 and I wish you the very best in the rest of your day. Do share this episode with somebody if you find it interesting. I remain your host, Toru Olua bar.